Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways, as always, it's Sarah Jones. Hey, Sarah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I got confused for a second. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, I kind of I I oh, stopped a little bit. I stopped a little abruptly and I didn't, I was just like, hey, Sarah, I didn't like pose a question or anything. So oh. I do well. How do you do? <laughs> I am doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. What, uh, what kind of uh, shenanigans and tomfoolery have you been up to lately? Oh, um, hmm. Nothing that's coming to mind. I gosh, I need to get on this. I'm slacking if I don't have anything new to share. Um I will I'm going to put out I will say this, Nino. And this is a little bit of a I don't want to say a rant, maybe a soapbox, maybe just a PSA. That we are recording this right around the holiday time. I know that, you know, those of you listening, holidays are going to be over. But the message is still the same. That shopping small business and supporting small business, I believe, is critical to our economy. It is critical to our friends. It's critical to our neighbors. It's critical to our communities and ourselves. And I am just going to say that while you might save money, air quotes, by shopping at a lot of the big box stores, I just want to encourage people, seek out your friends and neighbors and community members that have businesses and support them. The quality is going to be that much better. You are putting money directly back into your own community. It really makes our um, community stronger. It makes our relationship stronger. So I'm just going to say, don't just talk about supporting small business. Please get out there and do it um, as much as possible. All right. I second that. Um, I second that. Absolutely. It is that that time of year where it's, um, you know, like I, I believe today's Cyber Monday. So that gives our listeners a little bit of a reference point, which means tomorrow or no, that means Saturday was Small Business Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but that doesn't mean one day a year, right? That, that means like get out there and and do it. I'll tell you, one of the easiest places that shows up for me is restaurants. So as mm -hmm. much as I enjoy an Applebee's or the alike every once in a while, and by the way, they are not a sponsor of this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the easiest ways is to go find all the locally owned places in town. Um, but, you know, as I say that out loud, something kind of I'm reminded of something when it, specifically when it comes to restaurants and that is a lot of um fast food chains are franchises owned by local community members right and those local community members took a, a bit of a risk you know coming into town and and bringing whatever uh you know Panda Express or whatever you know insert uh name of fast food joint here uh, they took a risk and they brought jobs to to the community. So 
Uh, don't necessarily have to feel bad going to the local fast food joint when it's a franchise that's owned and operated by somebody local. Right. No, I agree to that. And um, <clears throat> I will say that we try and eat at the smaller mom and pop shops, um, you know, on our travels. I think it gets us around the locals. I think um, I don't need to go much more in depth with that, but we, we do try and eat more at the mom and pop shops. But I think it's that's a great point. And I think it is, um, <clears throat> you know, Nino, as well as I do that sometimes our budgets can be tight on things, you know, so we can't necessarily always go to the boutiques to buy clothes, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, mm -hmm. to support the, the local clothing shops. We can't always do those things. But it doesn't mean that sometimes you can't, right? It doesn't right. mean that sometimes you can't jump on and look up, you know, a, a local that maybe does printing and get your business cards done from a local print shop, right? It doesn't mean mm. that you can't um, have a custom wood sign made by somebody that's local versus ordering it from one of the places overseas, right? And and I think it just, I just want to encourage people that that while I am all about saving money in a lot of areas, it's not saving money if you're not putting it back into your community because that's saving money does nothing if the money isn't moving and, and doing good things, right? And that's really what it's about is supporting your community, not only getting good quality products, but keeping that economy, your local economy go going is really about you supporting your local economy as well. And I think it's part of a mindset shift that we can start making that just because I'm telling you, queen if i can get it for a buck i'm going to get it for a buck so i'm not you know i've had to really work through mm -hmm. this that that oftentimes it's the quality that we're after not just saving a, a buck and so um i just think it's important for us to have some of those mindset shifts and how can i support somebody that's local to me because they are in turn supporting the community as well right and so right. it really is you want a stronger economy and a stronger community well then it really is about supporting each other in a lot of different ways so um yeah, yeah. no I, I i like that psa as you called it um that wasn't even uh that, that think about this you just got all of that great content and that wasn't even the <laughs> the point of this particular episode so great psa uh we're going to jump into what I'm now going to dub as blind conversations, something mm. where uh, one of us brings a topic to the table that the other is not aware of. Um, but before I do that, uh, don't miss out on valuable financial insights. Subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast today and unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss practical tips, host expert guests, and have thought-provoking discussions on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button now and join our community of savvy listeners. So um, one of these behind-the-scenes moments for our listeners. So I, I admitted to you, Sarah, off-air uh, that <laughs> I had been, it had been driving me nuts that I couldn't come up with this word. The blind conversations wasn't the word. It, I it just I decided I'm going to get off of whatever word I was trying to call mm. this format, and now I'm just going to call it blind conversations for now. So, just in case you were wondering, because you had like a look on your face, like, "Oh, he remembered." No, you didn't. No, I just went in a different direction. <laughs> 
our listeners have got to be like, wait, what is happening right now? I'm so confused. Oh, they're going to admit it that they love listening to this because it's real. <laughs> You're not going to get this kind of conversation anywhere else. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So I want to tee you up um, again with a um, an idea that you don't know that I, I wanted to bring to the table yet. And uh, we're going to just discuss it and see where it goes. So today's topic of discussion in the in the realm of new money habits and, and having uh, a plan for your money. Let's talk about tipping and see, you didn't even know. We talked about restaurants. You didn't even know I was going to bring this up. So mm. tipping, you're going to all those local places. You're supporting the mom and pop restaurants. Are you a generous tipper? You know, so I think that's a relative term. So I'm just going <laughs> to yes, say what is. my generosity, you know, how it feels generous to me might not feel as generous to somebody else. Um, you know, and here's a, gosh, here's a story for you all. Um, probably up until the past year, maybe year and a half, um, the tipping responsibilities went to James. I refused to have the responsibility for putting tips in. Um, and I'll admit, you know, that, um, especially, and I'm going to talk exclusively with restaurants right now. Okay. I'll admit that I had pretty high standards for the service. And, and if I'm not feeling like I'm getting great service, then I am not tipping you very well because that is your job is to provide good service. It was not based on the food quality because that's not their, you know, their job. It was waiter, waitress, you know, what kind of service am I getting? And do I feel like they're engaging? Do they want to be here? Are they attentive? You know, all of those things. And James and I used to get mm -hmm. in arguments about it all the time because he's like, you need to give them more. And I was like, why? And I'm not proud to admit this, but it's, that's who I was then. And so I finally mm -hmm. just quit, let him do it. I wanted no part of, of making that determination. Since traveling, I will say I have changed quite a bit in the compassion that I have for people, how I see others, how I see myself. I've healed a lot of deep-seated wounds and everything within, um, you know, a lot of those traumas that I've carried around. And um, we pretty much always do 20%, um, at least 20% now. Sometimes it might be more just depending on what the situation is um, when we're going to and I'm talking exclusively for restaurants. Um, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily get my hair done anymore, you know, because we're on the road and I do it myself. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when I got tattoos, you know, I would tip my tattoo artist. Um, but restaurants is really where we tip 99% of the time now. And it's at least 20%, maybe a little bit more depending on the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and when I brought the uh, the topic up, um, like as I said, blind conversation. You didn't know what I was going to say, and I just threw something at you, right? And and like some of our other conversations, it can go in so many different directions. So tipping, I want to I want to start with. I think it's gotten crazy. I think mm -hmm. tipping has gotten out of control in in the American culture. Tipping is 
gone nuts. So I kind of want to start there. And then, of course, there's so many different places to go. You know, I, I think back to I was just actually having this conversation with my daughter the other day. My daughter's 13 years old. Uh, I don't remember exactly why it came up, but we were talking of, oh, because we were out to a meal and she asked how much um, we left as a tip and and why that much and, and how do you know what a good tip is? So she's just asking, you know, money management questions. And so, um, so I bring that up to say, I, I kind of started the story in the same place with my daughter. And that is many, many moons ago, I used to be an Apple buddy. And so if you've ever worked at Applebee's, you know that that's what they call the, the staff and crew. And so um, I waited tables and it was back when minimum wage, like federal minimum wage was probably something like 515 an hour. But because I was a server, I got paid like two bucks an hour because it was assumed that I made up the difference in tips. And that should have been my first indication all those years ago that tipping is just weird, right? Like, so you're going to pay me less because I'm going to get a tip. Like, it's, it's just weird. But anyway, I digress. Um, so, you know, fast forward all these years later. And while I think tipping at a restaurant is still very kind of normal, air quotes, relatively normal, tipping at like Starbucks, and fast food joints and the local ice cream place and 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 i'm like what wait 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 like once like first of all you guys are getting paid at least minimum wage if not more and a server at a restaurant is running around making sure my drink is refilled making sure that my food is out the condiments i want like is is at least doing something um that's not to say that the barista at Starbucks isn't doing something, but the 37 seconds you spent putting my drink together, not even my drink because I don't drink Starbucks, my wife's drink. Um, it really, I like, I, I just think tipping has gotten out of, out of control. I think it's utterly crazy. I think it's ridiculous. You know, I have, I have some mixed feelings on this because I think it gives those that want that that that's how they like to be generous you know when they they feel like they've gotten good service it gives them an opportunity to be able to do so in mm -hmm. that situation i think that when it's expected then no i don't like that um <clears throat> i'll just say you know i working at the sturgis motorcycle rally working at the ticket booth um i had a tip jar out there i had like two you know, so funny. I had two people kind of complain about it and yet they still put money in. <laughs> they mm -hmm. complained about it and they're like a tip jar. What's and I'm like, Hey, those people that want to put tips in, like feel free, you know? <laughs> so right. they did. And, and did I expect it? No, I absolutely went in not. And I walked away after that week with, I think $215 or $220, way more than what I had anticipated. Right. But wow. I think it gives the opportunity for tips. It, it, I think when it's expected, then it feels like it's not genuine. I want to be able to Boy. give a tip because you made me feel comfortable. You were enjoyable to be around. You 
like handle the situation that was maybe was going a little bit wonky and you pulled it back in and you took care of it. And I want to reward you for doing that and acknowledge maybe reward isn't the right word, but maybe acknowledge you for, for handling it for being attentive. But I think tips everywhere. Um, I, we question it. We ordered a takeout the other night, which we rarely do, but, um, we had been out shopping all day, you know, kind of going back and forth. I'm like, do I really want to cook? Our favorite sushi place is close. Let's just grab that on the way home. And it asked for a tip. And I'm like, I'm ordering it online. <laughs> you know, like I'm already paying the fees to order it online. How much of a tip do you really leave for that? Because I don't want to say what are they doing, but they're making the food just like they would if we were in the restaurant. Like. It, I, I didn't see that they were going above and beyond. We left a 10%. Yeah. I left a 10% tip um, because I think that I'll be honest, part of the culture is kind of makes you feel guilty for not leaving anything. Mm. So I really, I, oh, I think you <laughs> helped me with an aha moment. And that is when it feels required. Hmm. Right. So like when Starbucks has the little tip jar out and it's just there, mm -hmm. like that doesn't bother me. Right. Because, again, to your point, like tip if you want to don't tip. You know, sometimes I feel like you kind of get a look if if you don't. But I think what it is, is it's this this increase in these point of sale systems where like you tap your credit card. They turn the screen around, and the first thing it's asking you is how much do you want to leave as a tip? Mm -hmm. Right? It, 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 it has put tipping at, like, the forefront of all of these businesses. And when you were sharing your story about Sturges, I thought to myself, you know, like, again, having the jar out there, you know, good on you. Good on mm -hmm. you for having a tip jar and uh, allowing people to kind of just have that option. Um, you know, we did another episode recently about generosity and we talked about the motivation, the why behind it. Right. And so when it feels like an obligation, that feels icky. Right. Mm -hmm. Because as, as I said, the thing about like Starbucks and the barista, and then you were sharing your story about Sturges, I thought to myself, yeah, but you know, like you go to these other places that you frequent often, you know, the crew and maybe around Christmas time, you drop off a card with a tip in it for everybody. So it's like, it's not that I'm against tipping in those situations, mm -hmm. but it was, it was you expressing the obligation or the feeling of obligation behind it, which was really the thing I have a problem with. I don't have a problem mm. with tipping. I have mm -hmm. a problem with the obligation of yeah. tipping. And I, Yes. Yes. And I think that that's where it gets me. And I think, I think because it's talked about a lot in the industry or I hear it quite a bit in like the service industry, um, that I think that you are looked down upon if you don't give a certain percentage. Right. And I hear it actually quite often. I've worked in restaurants. I've been hostess. I've actually worked. I worked, you know, for four days. I worked at um, a buffet 
type restaurant. I'm not going to name them, but this was, oh gosh, probably 26 years ago. Um, I made it four whole days at a, um, a buffet <laughs> type restaurant. And my job was like waitress and I'll use air quotes, but it was a buffet. So I literally wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything except for clearing their plates, basically like a busser type job, you know, cleaning the table. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would refill their water if they didn't want to come up. Right. Um, and I was paid just, it was on tips. Right. So just the hourly wage of, I think it was a buck 65 at the time. Plus, you know, then you had to document all of your tips. And I'm just like, why would people tip here? Why would they tip? There's no need to tip. They're getting their own drinks. They're getting their own food. They're paying their own. (laughs) There's nothing for the waitresses and waiters really to be doing. So there's no need to be tipping. And and it was, (laughs) that's why I only made it four days because I didn't make much money. Let's just be clear on that. But I thought it was ridiculous. And I think that I hear it so much that that people are looked down upon if you don't give 25%. Like, oh, you just spent that much money and you didn't tip. Well, why why do we have to go into it's not enough? Why can't we just have this heart of gratitude? Like, wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for leaving that because you, you really didn't have to, right? But, you know, and this could go into a soapbox, like you mentioned it earlier, just pay minimum wage and the tips should be on top of it. If you're good and somebody can leave a tip, then that's not, they're not obligated to, they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing it because they think that you deserve it. But when we put people in a position to have to live on those tips, I think it changes your mindset around it too, right? It changes your mentality around tipping and we could go into, I I think that that system is flawed. I I think that system is flawed and I don't want to get too Mm -hmm. off track with my thoughts on that, but, um, I was very grateful to to make those money, you know, to make those tips at at Sturgis because I hadn't planned on it and it was a nice surprise. I'm not going to lie. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you make a good point about like if, if tipping is first of all, voluntary, not an obligation. And if tipping then becomes a reflection of your appreciation for somebody, right? And, and again, dollar amount, it, it's not about the dollar amount. It's just about mm-hmm. like the act of, right? Like I'm tipping out of appreciation. I, I appreciate what you've done. You know, like I said, like it, it, I, there's a local pizza place that we go to that is, it's a chain. It's very much, you know, one of those places. Um, but we go there so often that the crew knows us. Like as I walk in, somebody's always handing me my pizza because it's already, you know, ordered online and prepaid for, but they know the face. And so mm-hmm. they're like, hey, Nino, here you go. Or sometimes I can't even get out of my car and they're like, they're walking up to me, like, here's your pizza. Or one of my favorites was um I I used to go to a certain Starbucks for my my wife all the time and I got the same drink every single day well one time i was there with one of my kids and um i had a bunch of stuff in my hand so i kind of put it down and i was i was trying to like get the app up and 
all that stuff. And in the time that it took me to put the stuff down, get the app up on my phone and, and get ready to order, somebody was coming behind the counter and handing me the drink. And they're like, it's on us today. Like, are you kidding me? So of course, in those moments, of course, I want to pour out my my gratitude and my appreciation in, in a way to like say, I see you seeing me and I see you guys like you're awesome. And so, um, yeah, like just let's go to a, a place where tipping is just about, you know, it's voluntary and it's it's um, and it's an expression of gratitude and appreciation. Uh, I think that would make a lot more sense. and. It was just, it was on my mind because, um, you know, we're, we're getting ready to travel here. And, and again, restaurants, I tip it, it, it's just, it just is. And, uh, and I've shared on an, another episode that like my wife and I have a, an account that allows us to be sponge, spontaneously generous. And so it's from that account that we can go to these places that we frequent often, or if we go to a restaurant that we can kind of, you know, maybe maybe exceed the server's expectations, right? Like if the, the server might expect 10, 15, 20%, maybe we can exceed those expectations and, and, and just be generous in that way. Uh, but because we're going to be traveling, I'm all like, well, if we're going to check bags at the airport, got to have tip money ready. And if we're going to, you know, um, stay at the hotel, we got to have tip money ready. And like, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, Here's where now it starts to feel like there's a sense of obligation, like, no, 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 like, you have to. And I'm like, but do I? Anyway. No, I, um, I love this conversation, actually. I think it can go in, you know, in so many ways. I want to share a little bit of a story that I follow some people on um, some social media accounts and correct, I'm going to, I might butcher this, but they have what they call the thousand dollar dinner club. <clears throat> and these, these group of people that go, um, they commit to giving a tip each of a thousand dollars. And they do this, um, I believe once a month, whoever shows up is, you know, who shows up and they go, you know, to the restaurant, they eat. And then when they're ready to leave, they collect their, you know, all of their tip money, and then they present it to their server, um, whoever helped them out. And I have seen, you know, the the look on the faces of these people that receive um, these tips. You know, we're talking eight, ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, this is no small amount of money, right, for anybody. But to receive mm. that. And you hear these stories and, and you, you hear their story and how much it really means to them. And I'm thinking that is powerful, right? They're not doing it. That, that club is, they're doing it just to change somebody's life in one evening. And mm -hmm. I just think that if there were a little bit more of that, not that people need to go around doing a thousand dollars for a tip, but even if you even if you got a group of friends together and you went and grabbed a coffee and you all gave a $5 tip to that person, right? Or whatever it might mm -hmm. be, you go and have a drink and you give just the, the, the change, the, the, 
the impact that can be made on a person's life being in because you're intentional with it, right? And you're doing it be, because you want to make an impact. I just think how powerful that is. And really, it's, it's not out of obligation. It's really out of wanting to make an impact and wanting to feel like that, that you are showing appreciation for somebody. And, and uh, I think that the tipping has kind of been thrown in our face over the past couple of years. I'm not going to lie. And I don't want to blame everything on COVID, but I think that that's when I started noticing it a lot more. It felt like everything that anybody did was like, here, give me a tip for that, you know? And, and it just felt like yeah. tipping became more and more prevalent in those years. I could be wrong, but that's when I started seeing it a lot more. So. No, now that you say that out loud, I think about how, you know, during COVID, it, it may have started on the other side of that. So meaning as as we ordered takeout more and we didn't sit down in a restaurant that maybe we were like, hey, you know what? I just want to bless you and I want to tip you, even though you like, yeah. So it might have started on this end of things. Like, I want to be a blessing to you. And then somehow that got morphed into so tip me for everything and it's like no 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 remember when this was voluntary and when it was an expression of gratitude like those things made tipping enjoyable like mm -hmm. i enjoy um you know being generous where i can be generous and and most of the time it's my wife and i will if we go out and, and we decide, all right, we're going to be generous. What does that look like? How much? Okay, we do it. And then we're usually out of the restaurant before we ever get, you know, before the, the person ever gets wind of what happened, right? So there's so many times we don't get to experience that. But I remember one time being at um, a local diner type place with a couple of my friends. And we spent a good two or three hours there just playing cards and and we did order food, but we were mostly there just kind of playing cards or whatever. And the place was empty the entire time. So when it came time to like turn up the bills, uh, pay up, um, I have no idea what my friends did, but I just, I threw the guy a C note, right? Just gave him a hundred bucks. And because we were still there playing cards, he came over and he thanked me, but it's like, I just, to, to, be able to do that, right? It wasn't for the recognition. It was, it's certainly not for the podcast and for our listeners now, but just, just that, that desire to say, you know what? I'm seeing the situation here. This guy's working on a slow afternoon. He's got no other tables. He's been incredibly attentive to us. He's been really cool. Like, let's just bless him. Let's just change up the, the course of his day where like he, he's probably coming at the end of his shift thinking, man, this wasn't a great day. All of a sudden, like, huh, it's turned out to be a pretty good day. So, you know, mm -hmm. just tipping when it's voluntary and an expression of gratitude is a heck of a lot of fun. It is. And, and, um, I've definitely changed my perspective on it. Like I said, over the past year and a half, two years, um, <clears throat> And, you know, I'd like to get to a point where maybe it could be even more generous with it, you know, as, as financial situations change, I think that there's always that, um, that goal, right? Um, we talked about, yeah. like you said, generosity in another podcast, but I think that that is one thing for me that I would like to, um, 
as finances increase and as financial situations change, that is one area that, um, you know, when you're seeing somebody really working hard, um, to be able to, to tip them a little more than maybe you generally would and, and really be able to change somebody's life that way. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's powerful. Yep. All right. I, Good conversation. I, you know, there's some other things that I probably could go on about, but I'm going to kind of wrap us, wrap up, wrap us up there. Apparently, I'm losing my words, which is just another <laughs> indication that it's time to wrap it up, you know. So with that being said, listeners, if you're ready to take your financial growth to the next level, schedule a free discovery call with Sarah or myself today. During your personalized session, you'll, we will discuss your specific financial goals, gain clarity on your challenges, and explore how working with a financial coach can accelerate your progress. Don't miss out on this valuable opportunity. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for another great conversation, and I know we'll continue it again next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.